Hey guys, welcome back to The Players Take with KA and Jay. We are up to episode five. I know I said it last week, but time really does fly when you're having fun, which is what you should be doing when you're listening to our podcast. 100% Jesse. Um, in today's episode, we have got two amazing women from the Spotswood Football Club. We have Sarah and Stacey, the premiership captains from last year's Victoria University Polytechnic Senior Women's Grand Final. We chat to them about footy, how they're coping in isolation life, and in particular how they juggle um, being a mum and um, managing their football um, careers as well. So um, it's a really fun episode. We hope you enjoy it. Let's hear the players' take. So our guests for today's episode are the 2019 Victoria University Polytechnic Senior Women's Premiership Captains from Spotswood, Sarah and Stacker. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Well, you two are the first sort of female duo we've had on the show, so it's a bit of a historic moment for us. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. First of all, we just want to start with Stacker, the the nickname. Can you tell us how how that came about? It's a really, really crap story. I should come up with something <laughs> more exciting. But um, it was like one of the first training sessions and G said to me, Gilda said, um, what's your nickname? And my nickname with my group of friends is Cat's Head. Um, and she's like, Matt, I don't like it. So you're Stacker. That's, <laughs> that's kind of stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's not very epic. You're right. But um, <laughs> how are you? Guys, going at the moment so you know the world is a very different place currently but how are you guys coping have has it had much impact on your lives uh we're homeschooling so you can imagine <laughs> stacy and i trying to teach <laughs> uh yeah I've, got, I've worked out that my five-year-old is actually smarter than me so we're in a bit of trouble there. <laughs> yeah it's been really really challenging as a mum and um I pretty much despise my life at the moment. Uh, (laughs) um, Really have noticed, I think it's been good in some ways to work out what kind of gives you joy and what gives you energy in your life. And being at home with my children is definitely not it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, like socialising with my girlfriends and the footy girls and competitive sport, all those sorts of things, um, yeah, have definitely not having those have affected my mental health dramatically during this stage, yeah. Yeah. I think the first few weeks, just everything taken away so quickly, you know, I had the cafe, we have footy, we have the gym, and then bang, 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 all at once it's taken away. So trying to adjust to that and then, yeah, having your kids home with you full-time in that capacity, mental health-wise, it was a real big struggle. So And missing football is is huge, yeah. It's, It's such a big part of our life. And then just to have it stop in the way that it stopped was just hard to sort of get our head around. I guess mental health is a really big topic at the moment, being that we are kind of isolated and um, there are other restrictions away from things that we love and people that we love. Is there anything you guys are doing, I guess, to sort of cope with that or help help your mental health in a way? Anything you guys are keep in touch? Well, one yeah, that's so we've got the, 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 um, sure. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> my purple bin's really full. <laughs> no, um, I, I guess 
we're trying to stay in contact with as many people as I can via Zoom or, or house party, um, Facebook, our social page on Facebook, that kind of thing, has really helped. Um, getting out and exercising when I can has, has also been really, really good mental health-wise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess knowing that we're all in the same boat and it's affected all of us in, I guess, different ways but the same way at the end of the day is, is quite comforting in a, in a way. You know, you could, I could speak to Stacker and let her know my problems and she's feeling the exact same thing but in a different way. And, and it's, it's almost nice to sort of have everyone feeling it together and being and knowing that we're sticking together through it so it's that's helped me yeah definitely helped me yeah Yeah, same sort of thing I mean there's some really bad days and I just kind of let myself in a room and get someone else to deal with the kids on those days um yeah I mean once I'm out running I feel like much better but to push myself to do that when I just want to sit there and like be miserable and eat like Maccas and have a beer um, <laughs> is really hard. <laughs> but, yeah, exercise obviously helps and going for walks with my girlfriends to get a coffee for one. Sorry, girlfriend. Now we can do like 10 or something. Um, Did you have any more than that anyway, train- Jack? Pardon? Do you have any more than one friend anyway? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably drank too much alcohol to cope and I feel like I'm going to come. Pleasant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that purple bin, we clocked it. It was like overflowing. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely alcohol, exercise and chatting to my friends as much as possible. How are you yeah. connected to the club in particular? The girls sort of, are you always sort of talking about sort of getting back or how how is that working? So we have our Facebook page that's it's quite active all the time. I've, I mean, we're all really, really close group of girls and I think you know even off season we've always sort of hung out together and still speak to each other so nothing sort of really has changed too much because we always used to chat a lot through social media we give each other a call um as far as getting back here it's hard because we don't have answers for the girls so I mean like you guys don't have the answers either and you get the young ones messaging me or ring me all the time when are we back what are we doing and I'm like I don't know I don't know I wish I had the answers so I feel I think at times as a captain I get feel a bit of pressure in trying to sort of keep the girls motivated and um trying to give them an answer but no one has an answer so I guess just keep doing what we're doing yeah staff I think we just yeah. you know we speak to the girls all the time and yeah I, yeah I guess that's it. and I think because of I think probably the people who are usually lazier at training and didn't you know like fitness is obviously what you worry about if you know the um bands lifted how are we going to be able to run out a game of footy but I know myself I've exercised just as much if not more um mm-hmm. different I haven't done as much like sprint work like you need for footy but um lots of long distance running and strength work and probably even the lazier ones because it's so boring at the moment everyone like that is everyone's vice at the moment so yeah, that's true. <laughs> I see like are we naming names pardon are we naming any names do you want to call anyone out while we're here no no we're not <laughs> like <that. laughs> um yeah I've been I coach some um young teams and I've been doing zoom sessions with them because I've just found with like my kids they're just so unmotivated unless someone else tells them to do it but that would be pretty impossible with kind of senior women um <laughs> yeah the kids enjoyed it <laughs> oh my god so I want to touch on last season um so coming off the back of 2018 
you girls did have a strong year. But 2019, you took it to a new level. You won 13 out of 15 games. Um, you had an average winning margin of 129 points. What was it that you guys did over that preseason to prepare for 2019 and make you guys that unstoppable force that you were? I think just for even people like Cherry and I, who it was our first season in 2018, we probably had the fitness and the competitiveness, but pretty low football ability. <laughs> I'm offended. Uh, <laughs> um, to have that season under your belt or two pre-seasons and then a season under your belt, just your confidence um, mm, to be able to definitely. go up for a contested mark or to run with the ball um, and, you know, take things on like the girls naturally did, like the KKs and the Gs who were already doing that, I think just gave us, you know, a lot more depth in our team. Um, it was pretty hard to get a spot in the team last year as opposed to mm. kind of 2018 um, we were all of more of a similar level. Um, Brent, oh my God. <laughs> and then I think the other thing would be um, having those kind of six or seven junior girls coming up oh, absolutely. that have yeah. played footy for the last, you know, 10 years uh, mm -hmm. just allowed us to have a more minor role and them to take on the big roles and therefore we could be more impactful in our kind of... Um, in our positions. Yeah. Stacker and I took on the year saying it's going to be a premiership year. We weren't, we weren't going to have it any other way. We made sacrifices and we went in hard and, and the team followed that. So it was, um, mm. I guess, the first year no one knew what we were up against. We didn't know how we were going to go. and we didn't. So, yeah, I think second year with a bit of confidence and a couple of young kids up our sleeve yeah. definitely helped us. Yeah. Our training definitely up too. Like, it, because, you know, you've got that season under your belt. So... You know, everything just got more intense and right from the first session of pre-season. So, yeah, it was – everyone was really committed um, at training every week, twice a week, um, whereas the season prior, you know, you'd kind of – it wasn't, for some of us, our main priority, but that really changed last year. Yeah, definitely. Let's, we'll sort of fast forward now to the, the build-up to the to the grand final. How, how were the nerves? How were you feeling pre-game? I know it was – it was probably one of the best grand finals from last year. The crowd was amazing. Under lights yeah. at Noble, it was just an amazing experience. How do you, when you look back, how, how, do, how were you feeling in the lead up? Bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. <laughs> it was a, a lot of toilet stops uh, oh, that day. A lot of it. And especially as it, it was so late in the day, too, which is so different. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, myself, and I know I spoke for, um, to another few people, we kind of, I had the heavy legs the whole game because just the, the lead up the whole week prior, the day of the game, it was just so much and something none of us had ever experienced before kind of on that scale. So, yeah, it was, it was really difficult, to be honest. And then yep. to kind of go out there and play, I was actually more flat than I anticipated yep. um, because I'd just used up so much energy uh, in the in the lead up, yeah. So yeah, yeah it was really difficult. And you know, in that last <laughs> quarter when Caroline Springs sprang it to us, I was like, oh god, I don't have anything left. <laughs> well, that's I think. That's yeah, a... I, look, there you go. Uh, pl playing so late in the afternoon, which is what uh, we weren't used to either. So you had that. I mean, I was up and hardly slept the night before, and then you're up early, and then you're trying to keep busy, and you're trying to get your food right. You're trying, and, you, you know, Stacker and I trying to keep the girls so motivated. And so it, it was just, 
it was just draining. And then when the siren goes to, to start the game, I'm just I'm, I'm spent. I hadn't even, yeah. you know, <laughs> we hadn't even started yet and I was absolutely exhausted. Well, that's a good segue kind of into what I wanted to talk about next. And obviously the game was a close one. Um, and with the history of tension and close games between Spotty and Caroline Springs, what was the message at three-quarter time? I know you guys were only up by three points going into last quarter. So what was it that, you know, revved you guys up and, and got you across the line? Stacker, that was all you. I'll, I'll leave that one to you. You had a brilliant I, line. I can't you. even remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, there would have been anyway. <laughs> um, I think it just was, from what I remember, but the, my uh, adrenaline was pumping so hard. I think it was just about like it's 20 minutes of football. If you can't find 20 minutes within yourself to give it everything you've got um, and to back yourself and to, um, you know, even if they get six or 12 points ahead just to claw back um, inch by inch, then, um, you know, so it's just about, yeah, just digging that bit deeper and finding that bit that you don't think you have. Um, and, yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure someone's got it on video. Um, oh, we've, got it, we've got it. We've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should love to have a look at it. <laughs> yeah. I'll send it through to you. It's hilarious. I don't think it's uh, – you should be putting it anywhere, though. <laughs> and when the final – Sorry, when the feeling, when the, the, the final siren went and you're in front, and what can you describe it? I wish you could bottle it. It was just absolutely amazing. And, you know, I've obviously had two children and I've gotten married and I've got a business. This feeling was the, completely up there with one of the best days of my life because we do give up so much throughout the year, time with our kids and time with the family and all that. It, 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 I needed to, to be worth it. And that siren went and then just seeing everyone jump the, the fence to come out running towards us, it's, it's almost indescribable. And I remember... Um, Stacey's husband said it to me when we were watching the actual grand final and, and Richmond won. And he said that feeling that they're feeling is the exact same feeling, you know, like it doesn't matter what like you won at your highest level. And it, that's, that's so special to, to think that that's what, what we had. And, yeah, like I said, I wish we could bottle it because it was amazing. Yeah. It was, you know, I've grown up in a um, footy family. My pop played AFL, my brother's, um, my brother was on bulldogs list and all have had success at some stage or another and you know you hear them talk about the feeling of winning a flag and not to say I haven't had success in my other sporting codes but I don't know with footy it's just so different I don't know if it's because there's so many people like you know you're talking about kind of 30 team members at least plus more from your list your coaches the support staff um, and then just the culture of the club and the, the feeling, it really was something that I knew it was going to be good. Um, I didn't realise how amazing it would feel. Um, when it was kind of slipping away from us in that last quarter, I think I was nearly vomiting on the, on the field. But like, <laughs> think about like with three to four minutes to go, I was like, no, we've got this. And it was just really nice to enjoy those last three minutes because I did not enjoy one other part of the game. <laughs> And what about the celebrations afterwards? I know I've I mean, seen some on social media. It was a long celebration, but well done. <laughs> I think we're still even still celebrating, really. Yeah, I think somebody said we actually put West Coast Eagles to shame. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we definitely uh, yeah, have a party. <laughs> we do. I didn't get home, so we won on the Saturday night and my kids and husband didn't see me till 
4 a.m. Tuesday morning. Wow. <laughs> and I think an hour of sleep was on the squatty pub floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It, it was big. It yeah, was that really nice. on, the, on the Saturday night, like um, what was quite different is because we didn't get back to the club till quite late compared to like a 2 o'clock game. But all the boys who had been knocked out of their um, finals campaign that day, um, they come back and really celebrated and were just genuinely happy um, with this. And the, the club was just, like, amazing. It was such yeah. a fun night. And then I think we headed back to my house and there was, like, 100 <laughs> people here till, like, <laughs> 8 a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And just the, our skills with... We really do kind of band together and enjoy each other's company at the best of times. So that was just the next level. It was yeah. a bit celebrating wild. something like that with your best mates. It was just yeah, it's, we couldn't not we couldn't stop the celebrations. No. <laughs> it was never. I'm a like, time how many times kids. do we get to have reunions? Is it like every year, or do we have to wait? <laughs> well, you're still technically reigning premiers, so yes. this is it. Yeah. This is it. it. I'll take the asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so all of us at WFL HQ are hoping to get a return to the park sometime soon. Um, when that does occur, what can we expect from Spotty moving forward? So what has been the message um, throughout, you know, the short pre-season that you guys had? We definitely want to defend it, obviously. That's, you know, um, now with new teams in the comp and two divisions, it's uh, I think we'll be more exciting and more challenging for us. We, we, um, we definitely know that. Uh, but we're the hunted, I guess, now, as you would be when you win a premiership. So we've, we, we know that and we thrive on that. So I think that's um, it's a bit exciting. So, yeah, I, I think just keep doing what we're doing. We, we did it right last year. we just got to keep that momentum and keep strong. And I think our bond as, as a team really helps us in that. So we've just got to keep maintaining that. Yeah, yeah I think... There was no doubt um, during pre-season that we felt like because we've lost quite a few players um, that have moved on and I think that happens after a premiership year. People are there, they can see the success and they come to join a club that's going to win. Um, and then, you know, we've had people go back to their home um, or to their clubs that they grew up at. Uh, people move away. So, and a lot retire. We had quite an older um, older group. But we don't have anything other than belief that we, with our list, can't win another flag. Um, and it's just about, yeah, keeping that skill up and, and our fitness up, which it was going amazingly um, pre-season. Yeah, was, our fitness, yeah. I think, was probably something that I could see a dramatic difference in um, because we weren't doing just as much skills like we had been in the past. We were really um, flogging ourselves on the track, which was, which was great. So, uh, yeah, I think the competition is going to be much more even now, um, you know, I don't think there's going to be... I'm sure there'll still be some outliers that are still trying to build their club up, but that kind of top four or five clubs will be really competitive, which is great and great for the league and, and great for yeah. us as well. But I think, yeah, that we'll be up there again, hopefully this season, if not next. But we might have our boots hung up by then, Shuri. Oh, no. <laughs> We're getting old. <laughs> how do you guys sort of juggle footy life and home life and the kids and how did, how did it work, like, when you're in the well, if you if you ask my husband, I didn't juggle anything. It was football, 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 and I'm not going to lie. For six months, it, it pretty much was. Um, you know, it, it it is really hard to juggle. My, I mean, my kids are, love watching me play, and they sort of understand that you know, Mum's got footy or I've got footy training. And I guess we're lucky that I had my husband there who just 
had to pick up the pieces because you know you're at training Tuesday night, you're at training Thursday night, then you got team selection Thursday, so I wasn't getting home till eleven o'clock Thursday night, and then you know your pre-game stuff on the Saturday. We own a cafe where seven days a week I'm supposed to be at work, and I was too busy doing my rehab and you know, not going to work for six months. So it, I don't think I dig juggle it. I think I just made football a priority. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean that that was my passion, and I was lucky enough to be supported to be able to do that. So lucky we won the flag though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's really hard for mums um, playing footy. You know, like men, it's just kind of always not to take away from men. Um, they're probably a lot younger as well, whereas we joined later because we hadn't had the opportunities prior. So they're probably more retiring once they're having kids. But I don't know, just men have done it their whole lives. They've played footy. They've trained Tuesday, Thursday. They've played on a Saturday. And so that's just what's expected. Whereas for us, it was like this big kind of rip of a Band-Aid and we've gone from being home, you know, seven days a week apart from work to then, um, you know, stepping out Tuesday, two hours, Thursday, three or four hours, game day, and then our partying, which <laughs> is probably the first <laughs> from time to time. But it is really, it was, it was really difficult to be um, not only a female but a mum to um, kind of take that time away from your kids. And, um, yeah, I don't think our husbands really enjoyed our company all that much last year because we both did just say we're giving it 100%. I don't think either of us missed probably maybe three or four training sessions the whole season. And that's really difficult. Like going into training, we're running from school pickup to um, kids um, sports and I'd be like leaving a kid's sport at 10, 6.25 and then rushing to footy and pulling my footy boots on in the car. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, mm. I think Cherie's right. We probably didn't juggle. We just prioritised footy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'm glad we did because the, we Absolutely. got yeah. set out to yeah. do. Amazing. I love that. Um, now we wanted to touch on something a little separate to footy. Um, Stacey, we saw we, uh, you were featured on the project. for a little little activity um you're doing with the kids can you just talk us through that yes we were going a bit crazy uh for the first few weeks of isolation so we were doing all little games each day and um we'd been tagging uh life in lockdown which is pete hallier's session um because we'd been watching them and getting a big laugh out of them. And so this one we did, which we, the kids just got off TikTok, which is like a, I don't know, dancing type thing that they do. And I had like two buckets of water and the the um, computer would ask me a question and I had to choose which kid by shoving their heads in the water. Um, and the kids are like coming out like drowned rats. So they had a wild time. But I think a couple of times I did hold a few, their head down a little too long. I was going <laughs> I don't know how you let it up. <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah, it was pretty good. Um, they messaged me that day and said, make sure you watch. And so we didn't tell the kids. And so when it come oh. on, they're like, oh, my God, you're going crazy. So um, they're the types of things that I've found really fun in lockdown and just doing stupid crap that you wouldn't have the time for otherwise because you'd be running around at all your sports. Well, you're a TV star now. So. Yes. You know, look, all my life goals have come. All I've ever wanted to do is be like a Zen great celebrity and I've done it. Well, the next part of our um, podcast chat is um, the back six. So we do this with all our guests. We just have six questions to ask you both. Um, you, you touched on it earlier um, about your, your pathways, your footy pathways. I know it's not typical to what... Um, 
um, young boys and, and men have grown up playing. So can you just tell us both about how you got into footy and how you, you got to Spotswood and where you are today? Um, I played uh, footy for St Albans Spurs probably, uh, I think Axel was maybe one, so maybe like eight or nine years ago. But I didn't go to training. The, the club was um, really struggling at the time. Um, they couldn't field a reserves team and, and one of my good friends played for them. So I said, you don't have to train because I'm pretty unreliable and don't like commitment too much. So, <laughs> so you don't have to train to show up to the game. Um, so I probably paid over two years, um, maybe about 15 games with them, um, but was pretty much really crap apart from I was really fit at the time. Um, I was much younger, obviously, so could just run a lot. And um, then I broke my wrist and so I hung up the boots then. And the only reason that I played a game was because Spotty I've been a member of for the last 15 years since I started dating my husband who's played in a flag with them um, and had played for about, uh, about 11 or 12 years. So I couldn't miss the opportunity to play for the club that I love so much. Well, I, uh, I was, um, yeah, never really, I love sport. I love footy. I was right into it. I didn't even know Spotty had a, a uh, women's team starting. Um, Hayley Cooney came into the cafe and we got to chatting and she said, come down and have a run. I, thought, oh, I really don't have the time. I don't, you know, have the energy. I really don't know if I'll be any good, but, you know, I'll come have a run. And I remember I went down and met all the girls and I got in the car and I was like, I'm never going back there again. That They did some wolf weave thing and there's a tear. And I was just like, no, nah, way too hard. <laughs> way above me I'm not doing it and uh then Gilda came into the cafe the next day and she's like we really want you to come down and keep uh, listen I'll give it three training sessions and then we'll see how we go by the second one I was hooked and we were out at a football match a weekend after having a few drinks I think I found my people (laughs) (laughs) great wow um well what do you guys do outside of footy so Sarah I know you, you touched on you guys have got the cafe Feel free to give it a little plug. Um, Hang on, one, one, two, <laughs> here, Tina. Get down there. <laughs> um, Mexican on Fridays and Saturdays. That's right. Um, do you guys have any hobbies away from footy? So what gets you going, I guess, um, you know, when footy's not on? Yeah, I'm, I'm also right into the gym. I, I go to uh, the Performance Club in Williamstown, fantastic gym. Um, so if I'm if I'm not at home or the cafe at footy, I'm at, at the gym, and that's pretty much <laughs> all I really get into. So. Uh, I play netball. That's my sport I've played my entire life. Um, so I play two games of netball a week and um, and I coach a fair few of my kids' sports. So they're probably the main things that I do outside of uh, footy and drink wine, socialise. <laughs> I was leaving that out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you reveal the greatest spray you may have heard or received? Oh, Jensen. <laughs> Every footy match. I remember we were playing a, a, um, <laughs> a qualifying uh, the first season against um, Caroline Springs and it was close. It was the first time we'd ever come close to even beating Caroline Springs. And was, oh, we were having a ripper game. We were doing all right. And I came out and I said to Ray, oh, Ray, I've got nothing left. I don't, I don't. And he says, you're not bleeding, you're not vomiting, and you're not going to die. You get out there and you win. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Oh. Wasn't there a good one of the Caroline Springs girls giving you a fake on 
Oh, they were giving it to me. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did have the Caroline Springs girls come down and watch and just spray me from the back every time they could. I've, uh, they uh, actually had a, somebody comment on the, the, the looks of my children <laughs> trying to get me going. <laughs> I thought kids are out, but obviously not. <laughs> you can't comment on the looks. They're really cute. They could have um, commented on the intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> We've been called old a lot too. We've old, been... <laughs> often. Old, old. We get yeah. that a lot, yeah. Yeah. I don't usually, sprays don't bother me because I'm such a dit. So I'm like, oh, off I go. But um, I tend to give them more. Like I've got a bit of white line fever. But actually yeah. that one reminds me of Goat's Manor Lakes. I was called old by someone and I gave her a serve back. <laughs> I think she ran off crying. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Do you guys have any pre game rituals or routines? I'm the worst. I have way rituals. too many. I am so oh. bad. Yeah, I'm really bad. I have to put my left boot on for my right boot. I have to kiss the older child before the little child on the way out. Yeah. I have to be the last one to leave the room. Oh, ridiculous. I never want to call the um, heads or tails. Stacey has to do that. Like, I'm, yeah. I need to drop all that crap. It's bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really superstitious with things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I go into ditzy mode. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey's lucky she remembers things. her footy boots. <laughs> yeah. I'm forced upon things by Chewy because she's like, I have to go at the back. You have to go at the front. Like, you have to toss the coin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. I think we won about 90% of our... Um, we did. Of the coin well, you yeah. have to keep doing it now. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't change. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, um, Greatest player you've played with or against? Oh, I'd have to say... Um, Oh God, I don't know. True. What do you? I can't. Well, think. That, many, Dale from the ruck, Dale from the ruck of Manor Lakes schooled me every single time, except for the last time we ever played together, and I got over it. So she is somebody that really just got into my head because she, I, I, I always pride myself not being, losing many taps, and she just got it over me and over me and over me. Um, so she was someone that I thought was a good player in that she won the taps a lot. But I guess Lindsay from um, Manor Lakes is yep. somebody that I really respect and I liked playing on and I like, you know, she's just, she went the ball, not the player, and there was no, you know, there was no crap in between. She just was there to play footy. And it was, it was nice to play with somebody like that. And she had skill. Like, she was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, yeah. Yeah, I think probably stand out for me was um, Gemma from Manor Lakes who was going to come over to Spotty, but... Um, got picked up by Willie. I think she was pretty much unstoppable in that 2018 season and she was yeah, really hard to play on. I think I tagged her one night and my, I, I cried when I got home. My I body hurt so much. <laughs> <laughs> Just from pure exhaustion, I was like broken. <laughs> well, one of the um, things Kristen and I were planning on doing this year that's obviously been put on hold is we were going to go and visit all of the clubs in the WFL and taste their best canteen dish. And it was going to be a whole rating system. Um, but that is on, on the back burner for now. So can you tell us what Spotswood's best club canteen 
dish is. Hot dog for sure. Hot, Hot dog. Good. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolute standout. Their dim is a good, but I feel like there's not as much skill to a dim sim where it's there as the hot dog. A lot of people that it's hard to screw up a dimmy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sensational. Although the best hot dogs in all of the western suburbs is that Altona Basketball and Netball Stadium. We yeah, agree. <laughs> Brilliant. That sounds like a patch, but we yeah, can go there. That's fine. I know Jennifer, for my kids. Followed closely, but they are my favourites. Okay. And when you're doing this testing as well, my husband and I had a massive blue about this. Can you check whether the buns are cut on the top or on the side? Oh, yeah. That's important. It makes a difference. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We can check. We can check. <laughs> well, we're just going to, we're about to wrap up. We're just going to, uh, one more sort of final story for both of you. This one's um for you, Sarah. Uh, we did hear that you missed your flight to, to Byron on footy trip last year because <laughs> Hustling um, the a men's footy team at the bar and teasing them about not winning a flag as you were showing. <laughs> this is a hundred percent correct. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. How much later did you get to Byron? Like, what's the? No, we were actually we were so lucky. I was with Abby, who likes to be on time with things, and you know she she's quite more organised than I am for sure. And we were given, we were doing shots at the bar at 9.30am with this other footy team and we were showing off our medals and telling them they were no good because they didn't have them. And then I was like, oh, we've got plenty of time. The flight's not closed and we're sauntering along. And I, then I um, wanted to go to the toilet and, I wanted to, and by the time I got there, they were closed. And I was like, oh, no, you know, Jetstar's messed me around plenty of times. The plane's just there. Let us on thinking, you know, the medal gave us some extra <laughs> credit to get on the flight that had closed. And it definitely did it. But, um... Yeah, no, we were able to get on. It cost us the next 200 bucks, but we were able to get on the very next flight, which was about 45 minutes later. So it wasn't too bad. Oh, we were still the first one to bad. get there in Byron. Yeah. That's a good recovery. And we smuggled drinks onto the uh, bus from, from Byron, uh, from the Gold Coast of Byron. So we were happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, this one's for you, Stacey. Now, we actually tried to find some dirt on you, um, but we were told that anything we could find is not PG, so inappropriate <laughs> for the show. Um, so but, I'll send you some photos. <laughs> we did get told, though, that you do have a pretty wicked laugh, almost evil, and most of the time you're generally laughing at yourself. Why is that? Why are you laughing at yourself? Oh, because I do a lot of stupid shit, really. Like, <laughs> If there's nothing to be screwed up, forgotten, tripped over, whatever, I'm, I'll do it. I'm your girl. So yeah, that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my laugh is very distinctive and can be heard from like four suburbs away. Um, yeah, so. I, I can't believe you couldn't find any dirt. There is. <laughs> you should have asked me, guys. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, that's it. We'll uh, wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on, ladies. We had the best time, and hopefully, we get to see you back out playing for Spotty very soon. That's amazing. Thanks. Thanks. You've made my Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Bye. What a sensational episode. A whole lot of girl power in there. Um, I was loving it. 
I have to admit, it was probably one of my favourite chats so far. Sorry to all the other guests, but I just love, I think, I love their energy. I love um, what they stand for and um, how they've gone about playing footy last year. Um, yeah, just more power to them. Go girls. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The celebrations, loved hearing about it. Loved hearing about the five-day celebrations. Like, rock on. Love that. Absolutely. Well, I guess we should probably talk about uh, our plans that we had for 2020 and give the listeners an update. Um, I know we briefly touched on the plan in episode one, um, which was five episodes ago, guys. Um, so we probably should just give them a bit of an update or, you know. Yeah. Before Corona, we planned on going to every canteen, every venue in the West and trying their best canteen dish. We wanted to come up with a bit of a rating system and give the people, the good people of the West, um, an opportunity to, you know, get, get involved with us and tell us the best dish. We would go and taste it. We would go and rate it. And then, yeah, um, yeah we would bring it back to you, our um, loyal listeners. Um, yes. And open Shout up. Out. Shout out to our listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> open up the conversation to, um, yeah, who has the best canteen. Yeah, agreed. And I think, um, you know, obviously we touched on that was our plan for the year. And regardless of if we get something underway soon or if it comes to next year, clubs, you've had a chance to get ready. Oh, all right? You have a had a chance <laughs> to prepare to impress us. Absolutely. Yep. And there's been some um, good suggestions over the past sort of uh, few weeks as well as what we should be going to try. I know Sunshine's Gravy and Chips, I think. Um, that's yeah. also, that's one of the top sort of dishes we need to try. Yep. I think as well, Windenvale said the roast beef and gravy rolls. Yep. Um, pretty sure that's what Alex Hamilton told us. So that's another one. That That's not all clubs do those, so I feel like that's a, a specialty. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, just from my experiences at the canteens, um, I know Albion do a good hot jam donut. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I um just having a bit of a thing. I know Flint Cook do a really good egg and bacon roll. Um Really good. I, I love a good egg and bacon roll, especially on a Sunday. It's junior oh. finals, and you've got to yep. start the day right, and you've got to start it with an egg and bacon roll. Yeah, and then Werribee Centrals, um, they did a really good schnitzel burger over the finals. Don't know if that's a regular um, canteen item, but it was good over finals. So, um, yeah. Yeah, some some good options there. We'll just um, if you anyone out there listening, send us where uh, send us a list of where we should be going first. Mm -hmm. We wanna we yeah. want the best of the best from across the west. Oh, Everyone. love right, yeah, love that, love that. Well, I guess yeah, you know, like when footy starts back up, because like it's gonna happen. Um, we're not just gonna go to one canteen on that day. Oh. We're gonna go to as many as we can. Like. We'll have a little squeeze at the footy, but we'll be going to get food and yeah, trying it. You can follow it all on our Instagram because we'll take you on that journey with us. Yeah, it's going to be a whole experience. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been another great episode. Follow us on Spotify, um, on our socials, on iTunes. We're on all the good platforms. So make sure you subscribe and give us a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't forget to leave us a review. Five stars only. Um, <laughs> this is now the third episode. We're going to try this. So, I mean, timing is everything. Like we said, I mean, we're we're looking at each other on the screen, so we're going to try and get it right. But we will see see you next next time. (laughs) I feel like you start early, and then I'm trying to catch up. Oh, let's just give it one more. One more. All right, all right, all right. right. I'm going to do hand signals like three, two, one. All right, all right. Let's do it. We go after one. Okay. All right. Okay. See you next time. I stuffed up the hand signals. That's all right. right. We'll see. We'll see you then. We'll see you next time, guys. Bridgestone means confidence, and that's how you'll feel about your car after visiting Bridgestone's tyre and service centres St Albans and Hoppers Crossing. Whether it's new wheels or mechanical repairs for your sedan, performance vehicle or four-wheel drive, Bridgestone's tyre and service centres St Albans and Hoppers Crossing will keep your family safe and on the move. Bridgestone's tyre and service centres St Albans and Hoppers Crossing. Now that's confidence. Visit us online at bridgestone.com.au. If you're only kicking points with your current home loan, Find out how to kick goals with a Rams home loan. Arrange a chat with a local Rams home loan representative by clicking on the Rams logo on the WRFL website. Rams are proud sponsors of the WRFL. Victoria University want you to follow your passion and excel in the industry you've always dreamed of. Being a dual sector university means that VU students can easily pathway from vocational education to higher education. VU is one of Australia's most industry-connected institutions and are one of the top 2% universities in the world. You'll learn from leading industry professionals who combine theory with practice to prepare you for your career from day one. To find out more, visit www.vu.edu.au. Victoria University are proud sponsors of the WRFL. With Trade Institute of Victoria's remote learning, study building and construction from the comfort of your own home. Learn from home in TIV's virtual classrooms. Whether you're upskilling or going for a complete career change, TIV will support you every step of the way. Government funding available for eligible applicants. Apply online. Learn now and build your future faster with TIV. RTO number 21920. If a career in the sport, fitness or massage industry is your end goal, then Victoria University Polytechnic is the place to be. Learn from industry-recognised teachers and gain real-world experience through work placements. VU Polytechnic sports, fitness and massage students have access to world-class facilities, including Footscray Park Campus's aquatic and fitness centre, which features indoor sport courts, fully equipped gyms, an athletics track and indoor pool. Kickstart your career at Victoria University Polytechnic, the TAFE of tomorrow. Visit vupolytechnic.edu.au to learn more. RTO 3113. Victoria University Polytechnic TIV are proud sponsors of the WRFL.